Yeah, it's like when you tell men to do something, and they're like, I'm going to do it fucked up so I don't have to do it anymore. You have a problem with the way I do the dishes? Maybe you should do the dishes. (laughs) Did I hang your laundry around? Maybe you should do it. Welcome to Girls Who Read Good. This is Adrian. I'm Megan. Hey, I'm Jessica. Join us for this week's Girls Night In. Cheers. Hi, top of the morning to you, lads and lassies. <laughs> um, I've been working on that all week. That's what you came up with? That's, that's what we got? True. We're jumping across the pond, eh? No, no, that's Canada. <laughs> that's Canadian. Wow. No, those are our neighbors to the north. Hey. But also, we need to talk about how we really fucked up, because we decided to do this for... Not we, Megan. Yeah, I fucked up. You were right there with me. Hey, you didn't, you didn't all... stop that ship once it started sailing. <laughs> we're all in this together. Yeah. Okay. High School Musical. I've never seen a High School Musical. We're so. all in this together. Yeah. Huh, huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> never no. heard of it. Um, what did we do, Megan? We, me, fucked up, and I chose on Dublin Street because we thought, okay, St. Patrick's Day, Dublin Street, haha, not thinking about the fact that this is a story set in Scotland, so <laughs> we blew it. Yeah. Sorry about that. The fact that they called the story on Dublin Street is a little confusing, you know what I mean? I, too, was bamboozled. <laughs> <laughs> By these shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Continue on. <laughs> All right, so what are we starting with? Do we want to... You should introduce the book that we're reading. <laughs> Why don't you try oh, introducing I, the book, you moron? Idiots. Um, I thought Surrounded I did. Was that idiots. accent not enough? <laughs> Saying the name of the book. You thought that was all you enough? had to say. Top <laughs> of the morning to you. Let's, let's get started. Let's get started. Howdy oh. ho, neighbors. <laughs> Cool. Okay. Well, the book we read was on Dublin Street, which is set in Scotland and not Ireland. And, um, By Samantha Young. But happy St. Patty's Day, everyone. Yeah. It was a good book, Samantha Young. Yeah, it well was. Well done. This it's is a, a good one. Yeah. yeah. It's another good I'm one. I'm into it. Lord. There's like eight or so books. There's... On Dublin Street, there's like down Jamaica Lane, and like he does his. <laughs> Guess what? It's not set in Jamaica. <laughs> Don't fuck that. Still in Scotland, my friends. Still in Scotland. <laughs> um, on Dublin Street by Samantha Young is yes. what we read. Mm-hmm. There's our intro. All right. Well, let's get this Edinburgh Festival started with a quickie, should we? <laughs> Still, it sounds Irish to me. Maybe on a good day. <laughs> Oh, oh god okay well i tried so i'm done trying now <laughs> no keep, gonna, keep doing it <laughs> my regular accent now okay so. which is different that was a good try though yeah i appreciate that a for effort i appreciate both of you very much <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said both of you i would like to hear your quickies for this book the quickie is when we describe the book in 15 words or less for those of you just tuning in. Jessica? Okay, here's my quickie. Friends with benefits between Scottish alpha male and a thick-skinned American turns into true love. Wow. said the same thing, but different. Uh. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Hi, Megan here. I'm going to do the quickie now. American with tragic past meets hot Scott. Friends with bennies turns into lovers and friends. Ooh. Wow. That was really good. Yeah. We said the same fucking thing. Okay. 
different, but the same. (laughs) (laughs) The same, but different. (laughs) If you please. Yes. So one of the, the latest things that we're doing is picking actors or actresses we think would be good. Yeah, we're dream casting the book. Yeah. Just for the main characters. Yeah. So, Jessica, who would you cast as your Brayden? Ooh, Brayden. Okay. <clears throat> I would do a younger Gerard Butler. Mm, that's a good one. He's not, one, his accent, obviously. Two, he's not conventionally handsome, but he's like rough looking, which is how I pictured Brayden to be. And you're Jocelyn? Okay. <laughs> Every time I read this book, for some reason, I always picture Megan Fox. So Megan Fox is my Jocelyn. She's like the voluptuous bombshell, mm. but is like rough and tough exterior, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But everybody wants to bang her. Yeah. So I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but Michael Huisman? Huisman? Uh-huh. Who's mm. that? He was in The Flight Attendant. He was Age of Adeline. Game of Thrones. Oh, The Haunting of Hill House, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's hot. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he would be my... Uh, what's his name? Brayden. Thank you. <laughs> she loves this book. Uh, fucking what's terrible his name again? Names. Um, and then my Jocelyn would actually be Emmy Rossum. Mm-hmm. Dark-haired Emmy Rossum, though. Okay, Carol? Um, my Brayden is Chris Hemsworth. Um, but I feel like we always have, have a Hemsworth. So I was going to try to find somebody different, but he's just who I picture. They're just so... Beautiful. Like, genetically, yes... They fit everything. Yeah, I was going to say they're, they're like every... They're generic. It's a face that can fit any Anything. character. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You need a side character? Boom. You need a main character? Boom. Let like me they... tell you about them Hemsworth brothers. <laughs> There's three of them. I swear, like, what is in the water down there in Australia? Hotness. Because damn. I've never spoken with someone who is Australian that I wasn't attracted to. Yeah. I believe my Jocelyn is also Australian. And that's Miranda Kerr. Mm. The she's a supermodel. She is. Yeah. yeah. She's Orlando Bloom's ex. But her face is what I picture mm-hmm. as yeah. Jocelyn's face. Yeah, and she's got tan skin always. She's just a very pretty lady. Now we are gonna do the walk of shame. <laughs> Every <laughs> time Adrian introduces something, <laughs> so she's smooth. like, "Yeah, stuff. So, <laughs> Does anyone else have one besides moi? No. I mean, no one was really around for it, so I'm not sure if it's exactly a walk of shame. But when we were recording last week, there was a sudden snowstorm. (laughs) And it blew in and dropped us. Dropped (laughs) us 10 inches. (laughs) 10 inches of snow we got dropped. (laughs) (laughs) It was a foot of snow in a short amount of time. And I had to get out of here. I just had to leave. And I was going over the hill, and all you saw was elbows an asshole i literally <laughs> slipped <laughs> listen and you're not the first one to succumb to the fucking outside of jessica's house because i ate shit just right on her driveway too it's, it's treacherous true. out there yeah you take two steps and you know I, it's hard out there for a pimp. yeah totes. but you fell all the way down the hill yeah. oh yeah i slid i all only the way fell down. in the driveway <laughs> there was a body mark my laptop, my laptop was, you know how whenever you step in snow, your foot drops. My mm-hmm. laptop was like six inches into the snow. I was brutally assaulted. It's not a lie. That hill assaulted you. Yeah. 
It assaulted me, too. It mugged my ass. That, that time I went to pick up Outback, I almost ate shit down that hill. And it's not even that steep of a hill, it's, which is misleading. You think you're fine. It sneaks up on you. you yeah. yeah. It's not. I was like, oh, I'll totally get down this just fine. Let me just step hard for a step. Yeah. Whoop. I biffed it trying to get into a lift one night. I was like, whoo, and I was like. You've done what? I biffed it. Biffed it. Yeah. Is that not a term that you know of? Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Unbiffed it. I was the wacky waving, inflatable arm waving two man going down this hill. And my Lyft driver was like, you okay, go? <laughs> that was me in the driveway. Yeah. It's gotten us all. So don't worry. <laughs> it's not just you. Um, but anyway, I think it's time for Carol's dirty word. Carol's dirty word. Oh, thank you, Jessica. <laughs> this week's dirty word is sex. Mm. Damn. Okay. There's a lot of that in this book. Mm-hmm. A lot. A lot. Not too much. Just just the right amount. I just feel. the tip. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Okay. Is that all the interest that we have no, to do? What talk else about the book. book. What do I have to say? What do I we'll have to say? We'll all talk about yeah. the book a little bit. Like, just like, a little bit. Like initial feelings, guys. Like, what about the book? Okay. I can do that. Yeah. So, like, initial feelings, guys. What... <laughs> <laughs> word for word i can fucking do that <laughs> yeah fucking do that well you just did i'm gonna do that wait <laughs> please keep that in that was funny but just in case actually <laughs> say it say what initial oh, yes, feelings yes okay i got it now <laughs> as if you didn't just copy jessica word for word do that <laughs> again i'm just too excited to get into it and i just keep we know know. but you just gotta take it thanks for introducing me to the world of smut girls just can't wait to talk about it okay watch this so initial thoughts guys how did you feel about the book i felt super good about it no i'm just kidding um no i really like this book um i thought that their relationship was probably one of my favorites so far yeah out of the books we've read I agree. I um, made the mistake of reading Goodreads reviews on it, and a lot of people have issues with this book, but personally, I do not have them. Like, what are the issues? That the main character, Brayden, in this book is super controlling. That's romance novels. I hate to tell ya. Yeah. It's true. And I'm, uh, I mean... This might be a little like anti-feminist or whatever, but I love that shit. <laughs> me too. Like, give me all that. Like in real life, you want to be a caveman? I'm here for yeah, it. In real life, I see, I could see, like, hey, there needs to be more of a balance. Yeah. But this is you're reading a fictional romance novel. Yeah, but something appeals to us, ladies, yeah. right? Because some, some of us, myself, are all about that shit. Like, yeah. I want a guy who is like, uh, you're mine. So fuck anyone else who tries to touch you or like what i just it's hot i just i'm not on the train of um, being offended by yeah hyper masculinity and yeah exactly. she stands up for herself kind of yeah she's kind of a badass too in this book a damaged badass but till he puts his cock in her <laughs> uh yeah anyway we're not there yet so you liked it too adrian mm-hmm. 
Um, I think out of all of the smut novels that I've read thus far, this was probably one of my faves. Um, in terms of sex scenes and things like that, there was a lot more. Um, I don't think that it started as quickly as I thought it would in this book. But even still, they were hot sex scenes. They were really good. Yeah. And I'll drink for that. That's bad. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's the game. That's um, the word. I'm pretty sure you said it, too. Oh. Yeah, you did. So you can go ahead and drink with me. Um, we're gonna. I make... said cock in a. I didn't say sex, but maybe I said it before. But you just, just said it now. Oh my gosh! <laughs> nah, <suck> it. <laughs> <laughs> High five! Got you, bitch. <laughs> now is the time that we can get started. Great. We're ready now. <laughs> now we can start. You, you may begin. She's so, so fucking impatient. Excited. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Um, this book to me was really good. It starts off in, um, Jocelyn's, well, it's all in Jocelyn's perspective Mm -hmm. and it begins with a prologue, um, where she's actually in the U S she's in Virginia and, um, they do, God damn it. I was about to say they do a prologue when I just (laughs) said it. (laughs) It's tough today because I don't. I have my notes that I was so prepared for. Well, you do have your yeah. notes. No, literally, you can just say, you know, the story is about Jocelyn, an American who has moved to Scotland, and she meets Brayden. Brayden Carmichael. The whole story is from her point of view, and it starts off with her it, prologue. With so. That was really good. <laughs> Collectively, that was really good. So I'll just go ahead with that. Okay. Okay. Uh, This book starts with um, Jocelyn in America. Uh, She's actually living in Virginia. And... God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like fucking outtakes. Like, I can't remember what you fucking said. Thanks for caring enough to share that with me, but I can't remember what the fuck you said. Okay. same point <laughs> oh, oh god okay <laughs> so you're you can even be like <laughs> you can even Back just be up. like this book is about jocelyn and brayden and how she moves to scotland from america it starts off with a prologue and go <laughs> I think if I try to do it again right now, it's going to be exactly what happened before. So we start with a prologue. Okay. We're great, Moving guys. Moving on. Anyway. All right. I got it. I got it. Let's okay. do this. Okay. All right. Don't look at anyone. You guys are both looking down. It's fine. Um, do you want us to look at you? No. Okay. No, no, no. I meant you weren't looking at each other. I don't know where to look now. I'm so <laughs> nervous. I'm sweating so <laughs> I'm so nervous. All right, here I go. For real this time. <laughs> the book begins with a prologue. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Get prologue out of your head. I can't. I can't. The book is it's about. Been, the book is about. It literally is my first note. Prologue. I, I know you're very excited about the prologue. We're, we're going off notes. We're, we're pre-notes. Uh, 
Okay, I got it. The book is about Jocelyn, a lady <laughs> and very nice girl who lives in Virginia. And she moves to Scotland where she meets Brayden Carmichael. Um, that book actually starts with a prologue where we learn a little bit about Jocelyn's past. Mm-hmm. And it's all told from her perspective. Let's dive in. I'm really excited about this prologue. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> All right, so we meet Jocelyn. Um, she's in math class, and she's sitting next to her best friend, Drew, when the principal shows up and has her come out to the hallway. She's basically got that look on her face where everybody knows she's not in trouble, but they can kind of surmise that something terrible has happened. Um, but also the police were there, so everyone yeah. was like, oh, it, shit. Yeah, it wasn't like, ooh, like yeah. people usually do. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, no, this is serious. Yeah. She walks out in the hallway and then there is another person there from DCS or something. It was like the Department of Child Services. Child, yeah. Services. Child Services, yeah. And um, they basically tell her that her parents and her sister Elizabeth have died in a car accident. Her baby sister. Yeah. And what she yeah. doesn't does it say the age? Doesn't matter. No, but you know She's she young. was little. Yeah. yeah. They don't even give her time to process. Like she is standing there. She can't breathe. She immediately kind of gets sick on the lady from social services shoes and then they're like okay you've got your stuff you're ready to go and then that's the end of the prologue which yeah it's a was, heavy start yeah chapter and one there's <laughs> <laughs> a dark and stormy <laughs> night we're in scotland eight years after this prologue has taken place uh jocelyn uh, has to move out of her flat because her best friend and roommate Ryan has moved to London with her boyfriend James and Jocelyn is having trouble finding apartment listings so she is meeting with all of these people trying to find a place to live and one of them is like clearly a crackhead um, <laughs> one of the apartments is just like super dirty she's like no thank you she finds this one listing and it's above her price range and she's like this is the most expensive but you know what i'm just gonna try it uh see what happens so she makes mention at this point that she works at a bar called club 39 and mm. <laughs> yeah super exclusive uh so she's going to meet a gal named ellie carmichael and goes to grab a cab and has a meet cute with a gentleman who she doesn't know at this point, but she calls him the suit. And uh, they meet with their hand on the cab door handle. They reach for it at the mm. same time. <laughs> so typical. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, where are you going? And she tells him, I'm going to Dublin Street. And he's like, well, I'm headed that way. Let's just share. But they have, like, this immediate connection. There's flirty banter right from the get start. Um, they're like looking at each other, checking each other out. He's like, he can't keep his eyes off her legs, off her boobs, like everything. And she's like, what the fuck, dude? But she's also like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> but then she's also like, when I looked at him, he was hot. So she describes him as a guy who's over six foot. He's got like a physique that you know he works out. Even though you can't see it under the suit. I mean, you really got to feel for short dudes, right? Because every romance novel, <laughs> they are six plus feet. We really have set them up for failure. Really, like <laughs> six two is the minimum for romance yeah. novels. The suit is over six foot, uh, strong, masculine. 
he's got a sharp jaw and he's got dark and messy hair and then like five o'clock shadow um and she can tell he's got money like his suit is super expensive it's tailored it fits him well like a glove yeah mm. she can see his bald nothing girl. hotter than a, a well-fitted suit mm-hmm. yeah so nice so she cannot get out of this cab fast enough she is uncomfortable but not but she's like holding her own and He's like, hey, girl, do you have a name? And she's like, yeah, I've got two. And then just shuts the door. And then she can hear him laughing when she gets out of the cab. She's attracted to him immediately. like she mm-hmm. see- But she doesn't want to be. So she's like, I must leave the vicinity ASAP. Yeah. You can kind of just tell how standoffish she is from this first yeah. encounter with a man who's... He has the come hither eyes. Gorgeous. He's like, ooh. Yeah. How you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, so she heads up to this apartment and she meets Ellie, who this first meeting with her is so funny. Like, Ellie is hungover from the night before. She's wearing a monocle. And a fake mustache. Yeah, and a fake mustache. And the apartment is gorgeous, right? It's got high ceilings. It's got floor-to-ceiling windows, lots of natural light. So she's describing this, but then she's also trying to tell us about Ellie's personality. It's just... It just sounds like she's a good I time. I love Ellie. She's a sweet, sweet angel. She's a sweet angel. She's like that friend that's just nice and there for you. and Also a little weird. A little quirky. A little quirky. You love her. Um, so Ellie tells Joss that she is a PhD student and her family is well off. And that her brother, Brayden, owns this flat. And he kind of took over this family business when their father passed away. Ellie's like, I don't really need a roommate, but I don't want to be here by myself. And Joss is like, I feel that. (laughs) Yeah. But she also connects with her because this is where we learn that Joss has an inheritance. And that she got... So hard having money. You (laughs) You just want other people who have money to (laughs) hang out with. Because they only... They get your struggle. And we learned she got the inheritance when she was 18. Ellie, like, tries to ask questions about Joss, but Joss will not talk about her family. That's, like, a hard line for her. Like, Mm -hmm. she's like, family talk, anything relationship, friendship-wise, I'm out. That's not who she is. She doesn't really talk about herself in general. She's pretty closed off about everything. She just deflects all the time. Like, it's like a question about me. Oh, no, no. What about you? Coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Go. Yeah. And then they kind of describe Ellie at this point and tell us that she's quirky. She's blonde. She's super bubbly. Um, and this is not Joss's thing. Like, this is not who she is. But she likes her immediately for some reason. She can't figure out, like, what that connection is. But she likes her immediately. Um, her and Ellie get tea during this initial meeting and she's like, Hey, uh, do you want to move in? Like out of nowhere. Like she's just that kind of person. And like a couple weeks later, Joss moves in and she's unpacking. Um, Ellie's gone. Yeah. Ellie's gone. She's like, you know what? I've worked so hard. Some, some me time. I'm going to, I'm <laughs> going to take a bath. Self-care. Yeah. Self-care. And then she realizes like, Oh great. There's no towels in here. She has to go out into the hallway naked, and she hears a, uh, hello. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) From the hallway, and it's the suit, otherwise known as Brayden. Who is Ellie's brother. Yeah. Um, one thing I noted about this is she's like, I had to cover my breast with one arm and my vajayjay, 
which I hadn't heard in so long. Um, but one of the first descriptors we get of Joss, and she has, guess what color eyes, Megan? Gray. Gray. <laughs> Can you gray? believe it? Does, has anybody found a picture for me? Because I am waiting. Moving on. Okay. So she has this weird, like, encounter with Brayden. She's completely naked. And... She's like, don't you knock? Like, what is happening? Well, she's like, who the, who fuck, the fuck are, are you? you? Why are you in my apartment? <laughs> she recognized him. She's so she didn't know why he was in her yeah. apartment. <laughs> right. And he's like, Ellie is my sister. Oh. And he's also like, I own this fucking flat <laughs> yeah. girlfriend. So yeah. maybe try wrapping it up in a towel next <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <laughs> And then, at this point, of course, she notices there's a picture of Ellie and Brayden together. And she's like, oh, I should have seen that, but I don't yeah. do families, so. I don't do pictures. Yeah. Fuck what you got going on. I don't care. Yeah. And she goes, I would say it was nice to meet you, but I was naked, so <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> right. That's what she says. Yeah. Uh, Joss is funny. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you're a hard nut to crack. <laughs> and she goes, she there is. will be no cracking of this nut. Now or ever. <laughs> now or ever. <laughs> yeah, then she goes into her room and yeah. shuts the door and she's like, damn it, he got the last word or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she's got to go to work at that club 39 that evening. Are you going to say it like that every time? Club. club. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes to bartend at club 39. Um, she's working with her... Uh, co-worker joe who is a very pretty girl um who we find out she ain't nothing but a gold digger but But she does it to take care of her family there's no there are noble reasons behind her looking for her sugar daddy yeah yeah exactly so girls gotta do what a girl's gotta do exactly yeah no judgments here she gets her sugar daddy to help her pay for her finances so that she can take care of her mom so later on that night, Ellie Braden and their friend Adam, who we come to find out is uh, Braden's best friend, come into the bar. And Joss is like, what are they doing here? <laughs> Craig, who is another one of Joss's co-workers, is behind the bar. And he's got always got this flirty nature where he always asks her to sleep with him every shift. He goes, hey, you want to go into the men's bathroom and shag? And she's like, no. Um, Brayden overhears Craig ask Joss if they want to shag. Joe comes back from her break and he introduces himself as Brayden Carmichael. And she's like, oh, you're the owner of Fire, which is the super hot club. And she starts flirting with Brayden immediately. She's like, hey, you want to take me there? Um, and he goes, I have a girlfriend. And she's like, that's okay. Leave her at home. (laughs) At this point, Joss realizes it's awkward, and she's trying to save Brayden from Joe, and she's looking at Ellie, trying to get Ellie's attention. She's like, hey, loudly, don't you guys have, like, other friends you're supposed to meet at another club? Didn't you say you had to do that thing at yeah. this time? With those don't people. Don't you have to go somewhere? And she's, yeah. like, gestures <laughs> over. She's like, save your brother. Yeah. Come save on. your brother. And Joss and Brayden have a moment. They're just staring at each other, and he says he doesn't know uh, what he likes better. Her her naked or those D's in her tank top. Yeah, he totally called her bra size, which... Oh, just by looking, I'm judging that those are solid D. (laughs) Scene fades to black, and then it opens back up with 
Joss is working on writing a story. And she's like, I've got too much on my mind. I've got writer's block. And she decides to go to the gym. And then she's just thinking about, you know, her parents in general. And she has a panic attack while she's on the treadmill. And next thing she knows, she's kind of like on the ground out of it and there's a personal trainer there named Gavin who comes to her rescue and he's like hey are you okay are you let me help you up he's like I'm here if you need me she's like yeah bro she's like bye (laughs) yeah I have to get the fuck out of here (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so Ellie comes home for dinner uh and they start talking about Ellie's basically just trying to get to know Josh. She she notices already that she's standoffish. And they start talking about relationships. And Josh is answering every one of the questions that Ellie asks her with a question. Oh, do you have a question? She's like, I don't know. Do you have a crush? She's just putting the emphasis back on Ellie. Um, and it's kind of clear that Ellie has a crush on Adam from that first night that they were out. But Joss decides to ask her about it. And she's like, no, what makes you say that? Like, what did he say something to you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, We find out that Ellie's last relationship was with a guy who was basically just a competitor of Graydon's. And he used her to get information about what his next move was, what the sale was going to be. So Ellie really hasn't had... A meaningful relationship but you can just tell she's super about adam yeah but i think you yeah. also find out that she's known him forever he's always been her protector mm-hmm. he's always been like a brother to her so he he's kind of like put her into that box of like you're my best friend's little sister that's it yeah the end but she's clearly into him in love with him. but you also find out that joss hasn't had a relationship like yeah. she's never had one yeah, and she mentions that, like, at the very beginning, like, when she was talking about, like, being in the bathtub, she's like, it's been four years. It's been four years. But that's years. sex. But yeah. as far as, like, relationships, yeah, she she's hasn't she's, she's never had one. Because all the people closest to her have died when she was younger in school, so. Right. And Ellie kind of picks up on something. Like, she's like, you don't talk about your family. And she notices pictures of Joss's family uh, in the room and she's like, you know, what's up? And Josh, Josh, I cannot say Josh. I know, Joss. you want to say Josh. It's hard. Josh. <laughs> Sorry, it's been it. everywhere. Tells her, like, my parents are dead. That's the end of it. Done. Don't talk about it anymore. I don't want to fucking talk about it. She gets aggressive when people try to bring up her family. Yeah. yeah. Or her past at all. And automatically, just the person that Ellie is, she's just the sweetest. She just feels bad. And then Brayden calls her, calls Ellie. And he's like, let's go to the bars. And so Joss is invited um, to go out with Ellie, Adam, Brayden. And then they have their two friends, Jenna and Ed, who are engaged. And Holly, Brayden's girlfriend, is also there. Flavor of the week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Joss is just kind of noticing her. She's like, she's blonde. She's got huge blue eyes. Long, yeah. not what I thought you were gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. <laughs> Huge blue eyes, blue. <laughs> I'm a Barbie girl. Yeah, that's, what, that's who Holly is. Yeah, and exactly. she's English. And Love. She's also like a narcissist because every time the conversation would like 
turn to somebody else, she would bring it back to her yeah. and talk about her and her friend and so-and-so is getting married and so-and-so is an author and yeah. so-and-so is this and that and, like, just... It all w- was about Holly. And Joss, because Joss at first is like, oh, she's British. It's really endearing. And then as Holly keeps... She's like, damn, I love her accent. And then she kept talking. And she was like, I hate her. Yeah. <laughs> I hate her a lot. Will you please shut up now? Thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the conversation with Holly and her interrupting all the time, it goes on for like another hour. And Joss is like, I need to get the fuck out of here. I'm going to go to the bar and get the next round of drinks for everyone. And guess who follows her? Braided. Is it braided? You're right. It's, it's braided. <laughs> so Joss thinks that Braden's flirting with her all the time. He always has these looks that he gives her. Just sexy, devilish smile. All of the things. And their attraction is kind of undeniable. Like, they're just, like, staring at each other while they're sitting at the bar. And it's just sexy. But she won't give into it. Well, she's lying about it. Yeah. This whole time she's denying the fact that there's anything there. And he keeps calling her out on it. And he's like, you know, we can pretend if you want to. I'm not that great of an actor. Oh, you want to play that game? Fine, let's give it the old college try. I can do it if you want to. Yeah. And so they basically shake hands, say, yeah, we're just going to be friends. And... But when they shake hands, it's like electricity. Like, they touch, and then it's just like, they both feel it, and they're both like, what the fuck just happened? She almost, like, jizzes in her pants. She's like, uh, my nick is wet, or whatever. She is always wet. (laughs) In this book, it really bugs Jessica Uh, she is always wet. Throughout this book, it's always like, I'm drenched, I'm wet, I must change my underwear, and I'm like... (laughs) Get that checked out. That is not okay. (laughs) Okay, let me make two points. Uh, One, she hasn't had sex in four years. That doesn't mean that she hasn't, like, masturbated or done any of the things. But also, it's not sexy to be like, damn, girl, you dry as the Sahara (laughs) down there. It's nothing but friction when I... (laughs) No, I know, but it's like, after a while, it's like, okay, he speaks, you're wet, we get it. Like, you don't need to say it. Every other fucking page, yeah, yeah, yeah. how wet you, you are. I'm chasing like the Sahara Desert. <laughs> <laughs> Could start a fire down here with this friction. <laughs> Anyways. So they make their way back to the rest of the group. And Holly makes a snide remark to Joss about how Joss affords the apartment that she's living in. And she's like, oh, is it your parents' money? Is that what it is? And then she's like, well, who bought you those Louboutins? Was it your money? Or Brayden's money? Was that Brayden's card? Yeah. (laughs) Mic drop next day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This next part basically opens with Ellie coming in and being like, Brayden dumped Holly. Like, let's have a celebratory drink. And she's like, that night at the club must have been like what, what it was finally. Just he was embarrassed by her. And Josh says something like, oh, he probably cheated on her. And Ellie gets super offended. She's like, how dare you say that? He would never cheat. Yeah, that's not braided at all. I didn't understand why she, like, jumped to that conclusion. It's it's almost like she just assumes that men are trash. And if they're breaking up, it's it's something that he must have done. On what grounds, I say. (laughs) On what grounds. Exactly. So Jocelyn asks at this point, 
what is the backstory? Like, and Ellie's like, it's not my story to tell. Mm. Bitch. <laughs> yeah. Don't and accuse my brother of nothing. Yeah. yeah. Um, after that, the mood lightens up. Ellie's like, you want to go to my family's dinner on Sunday? Because that won't be awkward. Ellie is so easy to, like, forgive and forget. She's yeah. like, how dare you talk to my brother? I forgive you. You want to go to dinner with my family? Let's go. Yeah. Oh, you changed the subject? I'm over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's so, on. like, good, just good-natured. Like, yeah. she can't stay mad at not anybody. Not me. That's not me. No, you're not Ellie. Be you're like, I'll murder you, bitch. You <laughs> talking about my family. Megan, you are Jocelyn in this story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 But... but <laughs> With exceptions, I would say. Well, you would I never agree. go four years without sex. That's for sure. <laughs> You're not, like, damaged like she is in this story. Only minimal damage. <laughs> but I would yeah, also say that you're a, a tough, there. Yeah, you're a tough nut to crack. Yeah. yeah. yeah to that. use Brayden's words, yes, you are a yeah, tough yeah, nut. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Anyways. <laughs> All right, so we're back to pot roast on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> At dinner, we meet Elodie, right? Do you say Elodie or do you say Elodie? Who the Elodie. fuck would say Elodie, Adrian? <laughs> <laughs> well, we had the discussion about Ryan. <laughs> That's another way you could say it. It's Melody without the M. It is Elodie. Elodie, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Moving on. Haven't there been some Elodies? Have you ever met an Elodie? No. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> I don't think I have either, but I'm pretty sure they exist. No, what are you arguing about, even? <laughs> I'm not arguing. Just We're on the same side! <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have never seen Adrian this spicy for no fucking reason. <laughs> like... I don't know where this came from. <laughs> I'm going to get a six-pack by the time we're done with, like, this podcast. I swear to God. Hmm. So oh, they're at dinner. They're Elodie. at dinner with Elodie. They Elodie. Pot roast. Go. Go. Elodie is... Elodie. <laughs> Elodie. Oh, God. We're on chapter five. <laughs> Elodie is the mom, and we meet Clark, who is the stepdad. Well, she's Ellie's mom, but Ellie and Brayden have the same dad. Yeah, they're half-siblings. Yeah. Right. But Brayden is, like, close to their family because he's not close to his mom. Yeah, and the dad, their shared dad has passed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So Ellie's family, like, mom and stepdad have, like, taken Brayden in but I love the fact that Brayden fully accepts the family he's like Elodie how are you and he like hugs her kisses her and he is like this really great big Mm -hmm. brother to Ellie and the other siblings yeah Mm -hmm. I mean that scene opens where he like got them the presents they want and like he's just like really involved yeah but also I like that the mom Elodie mothers him Mm-hmm. You know, like she's yeah. become that mother figure for him, which I think is so sweet. Yeah, it's I just love it. It's so common in these types of novels where the male character is like shut off and doesn't want to accept like a family or love from anybody. And the fact that it's Jocelyn in this story where Brayden is not as emotionally stunted, you mm-hmm. know, but I just love the take on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because 
Brayden hasn't had like an amazing background either. Right. But he he's not as emotionally stunted. So um, we also meet Declan, who's the half-brother, and then Hannah, who's their half-sister. And, like, I mentioned this in my notes, too, about how the family is so close and they just show how much they really care about one another. And at the dinner table, Jocelyn starts thinking about memories of, like, similar times that she had with her parents. And she starts to have a panic attack. And she gets up from the table, runs to the bathroom, and who follows her? Brayden. He knocks on the door. He comes in. She's just sitting there on the toilet, just trying to get herself together, trying to breathe. Sitting there on the toilet. <laughs> sitting on the toilet. Sitting on the toilet. Oh, God. She's not actually going to the bathroom. She's just sitting on top of it. She's taking a moment. I just yeah. want to clarify, she's not taking a dump. Yeah. She's just sitting there reflecting. She, she's um, taking a moment. Yeah, and she thinks there's going to be all these probing questions from Brayden, and he's just like, are you all right? You good? Um... And she doesn't even need to explain herself to him. So he basically just accepts that. He grabs her hand and then he brings her back to the table. Again, here's another reason why I love Brayden. Because he's not like, I'm going to solve this problem for you. When in reality, a lot of most of the time, we just really need them to be like the silent comfort and there for us. Mm -hmm. And he just intuitively knew that. He was like, you good? I'm here. Yep. You ready? You need it a little bit longer? Okay, let's go back. Yeah. He also, I think he does a really good job of, like, reading her. Yes. Where, you know, it's yeah. not always the case. That's not real life, usually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he also, like, makes an excuse for her. So she doesn't have, like, all these questioning eyes on her when she gets back to the table. He's like, oh, she was out in the sun too long today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. they literally know nothing about each other other than these, like, brief... Um, encounters Mm -hmm. and he is just automatically protecting her and looking out for her um so after dinner uh brayden and ellie convince uh jocelyn to go out with they're always going out (laughs) they are always going out it's like they own a club yeah (laughs) so they're gonna meet up with adam for drinks and um they stop by her apartment to get her purse and james if you'll remember from the beginning of the book. Who I is, don't. Who is he? He's Ryan's boyfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he's sitting out um, in front of Joss's apartment. He's visibly upset, and he kind of confronts Jocelyn as soon as he sees her, and he's like, uh, did you tell her to break up with me? Like, what's this? And Brayden automatically gets defensive of Jocelyn. He, like, steps in between them. He's like, slow your roll like let's don't figure get out what's going face. on yeah who the fuck are you first of all yeah jocelyn's like i've got this like you guys go on you go have fun and he takes her phone and puts his his phone number in it and he's like if you have problems you call me She's like, and he lets her take care of it. He's like, yeah. he doesn't insist. I just love Brayden. Okay. I do too. He's Ugh. like other book boyfriend. Yeah. God, he's so hot. I agree with that. He's Ugh. other book boyfriend. And Jocelyn takes James upstairs to the apartment and he's just kind of going on and on with her about what happened. So we find out that Ryan, he proposed to Ryan and then Ryan immediately broke up with him. And the basis between Jocelyn and Ryan's friendship is that they don't really talk about emotional things. They bond over the fact that neither one of them 
will talk about their past. Exactly. Yeah. Like, they've never talked about any of it. And James is like, it's just weird to me that you guys are best friends and you've never talked about any of this. Like, how did you not know? Yeah. No, he's like, y'all are fucked up. Like, and this is why she broke up with me when I proposed. Because right. you guys have issues. You guys are both emotionally <laughs> stunted, stunted people. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Jocelyn's like, oh, she opened up to you? That must mean she loves you. Mm-hmm. I'll see what I can do to fix it. So she goes to her room and she calls Ryan immediately and she's just like, what the fuck are you doing? You need to fix this. You know, you've opened up to him. Like, you clearly trust him. Y'all should be together. You need to fix it. And then this is one one thing about the book that I really love is that it jumps to, like, all these therapists. Like, whenever Jocelyn fucks things up, it's like... She's meeting a therapist. Yep. Yeah. And then we're in the ther- therapist's the office. Therapist. Yeah. Well, because Ryan is the one that convinces her. Mm-hmm. She's like, you need to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. If you're not talking to me, yeah. and I'm your best friend, you should be talking to yeah. somebody. So after Ryan convinces Jocelyn to uh, talk to somebody, she immediately goes to, the, to find a therapist. Ultimately, she knows it's going to be a good thing. And her therapist is Dr. Pritchard. And... Her office is just kind of bland, and Josh is like, you need something to, like, spruce this up. Like, this is very clinical. So she starts talking to Jocelyn, and they just kind of break the surface in this first meeting. And Dr. Pritchard thinks that she's got PTSD. Yeah. Um, that's it. She gets diagnosed. It's pretty short and sweet. And can we talk about the relationship with Dr. Pritchard? Because they have these scene cuts throughout the book, right? Where mm-hmm. she something happens to Jocelyn and it's like a scene between her and her therapist almost talking about like exactly what had happened. Yeah. But I love how throughout the book, it's Dr. Pritchard who like it's the she's the perspective that Joss needs mm-hmm. to like heal. Yeah. Throughout it, you'll see her like. I understand that I'm being ridiculous, but, like, and she'll start admitting it. Because in the very beginning, when she's, like, having these sessions, she's, like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's ridiculous. I'm fine. Like, whatever. And then as it goes on, she's, like, oh, no, I know I'm being ridiculous, but anyway, you know. Yeah. And then her comments start to match up. So she's got, like, what she's saying in her head and what she actually says to the doctor. And at the beginning, they're complete opposites. But then towards the end, it's the same thing. Yeah. What she's saying. I love progression in a book. Yeah. yeah. True growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of true growth. Boners. <laughs> I know. Are you going to talk about a boner? Because that would be awesome. That, that would have been, been the best amazing transition. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's not a boner. Oh. It's about emotional growth. Oh. <laughs> not... Penis growth. Would have been great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ellie, Jocelyn, and Hannah, who is the half-sister, they go to a bookstore. And I love this phone call between Ryan and Jocelyn. Like, Ryan calls um, to say, say basically, like, James called me. He said we should talk. Or I should talk to someone. And she's basically like, what a coincidence since you just started talking to someone. Don't you think it's funny that we're both being recommended to, like, talk to therapists or whatever? Yeah. And um, Ryan has noticed kind of all of these changes in Jocelyn. So she's like, I don't know, maybe because she's like, what do you mean? What do you mean what's wrong with me? She's like, I don't know, maybe because you've moved into an expensive flat, you're spending money, you were always weird about spending, you're friends with a girl who's seen The Notebook, like, 50 times, and, like, (laughs) smiles a lot. 
you're out for drinks with actual people on weeknights, you saved my relationship, you're seeing a therapist, and you're babysitting teens. I moved to London, and you got a fucking lobotomy. (laughs) (laughs) so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I really love their friendship. Even if you don't feel like they're close because they haven't told, like, their most intimate secrets, it's still, like, they get each other. There's that connection. Mm Mm-hmm. So after the phone call, they're checking out at the bookstore, and Ellie gets a headache, which they had mentioned a couple times earlier in the book, but I didn't note it. But by the third time, like, this is the third time that she's had it throughout the book, I was like, hmm, something's up. So I noted it here. And Ellie just brushes it off. She's like, I'm stressed, and I haven't eaten, and I have been working too much, and I just need a snack. And you can tell that Jocelyn cares about Ellie. She's like, okay, we are leaving right now. We're going to get you something to eat. You're going to drink some water. You're going to feel better. And as soon as they leave the bookstore, who do they run into? Brayden. Great job, girls. (laughs) (laughs) And he's holding hands with a girl. A tall blonde with boobs. Yeah. Yeah. Holding hands seems out of Brayden's character. Yeah. Anyways. I thought that was weird, too. Yeah. Well, yes. So we come to find out. Like, Ellie looks pissed off immediately when she sees Brayden. Hello, Vicky. Yeah. 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 And Ellie's being really cold to this girl. Brayden introduces her to uh, Jocelyn. And in true Jocelyn fashion, she takes off. She's (laughs) like, great to meet you. See ya. This is an awkward situation. Think I'm just going to dip out. And then my chapter nine is blank. So I guess nothing really good happened there. Uh, Chapter nine, she like goes and like drops papers off. (sighs) Yeah. Brayden and Jocelyn haven't seen each other um, for a little while. He's been busy at work, and Ellie is like, oh, he asked me to take some important documents to his office. I can't. I need you to do it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to need you to take care of that. Would you be a champ and do that? So Jocelyn grabs a cab to Brayden's office. She goes up the elevator and comes out and there's this receptionist sitting there who she thought was going to be this super hot and she's just like a sweet hefty little lady yeah <laughs> named Mor- morosh Mor- morag morag i'm sure we're butchering it it's yeah. spelled like morag but that can't be real <laughs> that cannot be right i'm gonna yeah. call her morosh Morag. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. You've never yeah. seen Morag no, again. So it does literally matter. one line. It's fine. Um, and Morag ties her to Braden's office, and then there's a bunch of sensuality. He's, like, flirting with her. She's like, he's going to kiss me. And Jocelyn just can't get out of there fast enough. It's so interesting because Adrian will do detail by detail on the receptionist and then they're <laughs> flirting and she's like, I don't know, they say some things and then she leaves. Sensual things, she can't get out of there fast enough. Yeah. Yeah. The receptionist was hefty and she was a lady and her name was Morag and then her birth date was the <laughs> her blood type is B positive and then <laughs> and then she sees Brandon and then words are exchanged and then she leaves. <laughs> Well, it's just, that's exactly what happens. Like, they look at each other sexually for a while. No. Yeah. He's like, the last time I saw you, you were running for the hills. And she was like, oh, sorry, I ran away from Vicky. And he's like, were you jealous? She goes, you know, it's a wonder I managed to squeeze into the room with your giant-ass ego <laughs> yeah. taking up all the space. Yeah. 
That's a good line, Adrian. <laughs> Talk about that line instead of more. <laughs> but it's just, it's so funny. <laughs> she does focus on the receptionist. Well, I did. I just said she was a hefty lady. A hefty, happy lady. Morag. Did I say more right? <laughs> Before She's gonna Jocelyn leaves the office, Brayden invites her to a picnic. <laughs> In a picnic <laughs> basket. <laughs> well, Yogi, you got a boo-boo. Yeah. Um... Is there any detail I missed in, in that section? <laughs> no. Uh, but that set you up for chapter 10, so glad we <laughs> hit chapter 9. Go ahead. Uh, on the way to the picnic, Jocelyn is with Ellie, and Brayden's got, like, this huge spread. Every time I think she's going to talk about a boner, <laughs> she never does. <laughs> He's got this huge spread, and she's like, is this five-star catering? <laughs> she's so mad at us. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I feel your pain. I'm sorry. He's got this huge <laughs> spread. I don't know what's happening. Speaking of growth. <laughs> emotional. Emotional growth. <laughs> oh, you're not talking. You're still not talking about a stick. He's got a huge okay. pick in basket. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry. Mm. We love you. Go ahead. <laughs> so, <Aunt Hey>. <laughs> Go. Spreads. <laughs> Start. <laughs> um. So we find out that Jocelyn has called Ryan and asked her to. <laughs> we can't get through one goddamn sentence. I'm so sorry. All I right. thought that was gonna be silent. <laughs> It wasn't. It was not. I'm sorry. <laughs> it wasn't. I apologize. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so we find out that Jocelyn has asked Ryan to call her and tell her that she's got an emergency so she can get out of this picnic. And Ryan calls when they're just getting to the picnic, and she's like, oh, I have to take this. <laughs> Ryan is like, this is your emergency call. I'm here to get you out of this emergency. Yeah. I have an emergency. Yeah. Please help me with and my emergency. And she's like, what you do? Guys, I have to leave. Yeah. And then when she's walking away, she's like, thank you so much. I love you. Yeah. And Ryan's like, are you going to tell me the real reason that you had me call? And she's like, no, I, I, I don't want to talk about it. And Ryan goes, I did you a favor. So if you're not going to talk to me about it, you need to talk to somebody about it. So... Ellie comes home after the picnic, and she has this heart-to-heart with Jocelyn. And she's like, Brayden thinks you were lying, but I don't. And she tells her that she knows Brayden has feelings for her. And at this point, Ellie also tells Joss that she doesn't want her to hurt Brayden. And Jocelyn's thinking, like, how how would I hurt him? Like, what? We're not even doing You're anything. worried about me hurting him, of, like, all people? And Ellie opens up a little bit and she's like, Brayden's been hurt in the past and since you don't want to open up, it's just going to spell disaster for your relationship. Like, he wants to protect whoever he's with. He wants to know everything so he can protect them. And she makes this quote that really resonates with Jocelyn where she says, you're a good person, which makes the fact that you don't trust anyone really hard for the people that care about you. Zing. Yeah, yeah, I felt that in my soul Edgy, a little bit. I know. Yeah. And she, she can't really focus on anything that Ellie is saying after that. It's just, like, hitting her, like, oh, I've been found out. And 
Jocelyn's like, I didn't mean to hurt you. Have I hurt you with this? And Ellie's like, well, it hurt at first, but then I know that you're not doing it on purpose and it's okay now. But if you ever want to actually open up to me, like I'm here for you. Yeah. So after that, the mood lightens a little bit. Ellie tells Jocelyn that she's going to go out again with uh, Brayden and Adam. So Ellie also tells Jocelyn at this point that she's like, I've been playing it cool with Adam. I've been kind of standoffish with him, seeing if that affects him. Jocelyn has to work that evening. She's working at the bar with um, Craig and another bartender that we meet for the first time, Alistair. Um, and Craig is in his normal flirty mood. Not shoes, wanna fuck? <laughs> yeah. And after a while, Ellie, Adam, and Brayden show up, and Brayden's got a hot brunette uh, on his arm. And it looks like they're flirting. It looks like they're kind of like whispering into each other's ears. And Jocelyn is immediately jealous. Yeah, she's like, oh, this is what jealousy feels like. Yes. Mm-hmm. Foreign feelings. What are these feelings yeah. that I'm feeling? Uh-huh. Yeah. What is this anger? So Why do I want to slap her in the face? I don't know. Exactly. And she says to Craig and Alistair, she's like, ah, my friends just got here. I'm going to go see if they need drinks. So Jocelyn goes over to the table and starts talking to him. And they're like, oh, we don't actually need drinks because... This lady's husband, Darren, is at the bar getting us all drinks. And Jocelyn's like, oh, I see the game that you're playing. And as soon as she gets back to the bar, Craig plants one on her. Full out. <laughs> A moocher. <laughs> he mooches her. <laughs> he mooches her right in the mouth. And puts his tongue in the whole nine <laughs> yards. <laughs> puts his tongue in the whole nine yards. <laughs> Jocelyn's like, what? What just happened? What was that for? But and she's also like, damn, he's a good kisser. Mm-hmm. And so Craig is like, oh, I just wanted to piss off Mr. Money over there. And the next hour or so, Craig's like flirting. He's like patting her on the ass as she's walking by. And it's just pissing Brayden off. And Jocelyn's like, I'm not even going to look over there at him to see him like scowling at me or glaring at us or whatever. And so uh, Alistair had been on break, and he comes back. He's like, your turn. So Jocelyn's taking her break in her boss's office, and she's just sitting there trying to unwind, think about what's been going on. And who walks in? Brayden. Brayden. (laughs) Still Brayden. Spoiler alert. It's always Brayden. And Jocelyn's like, how dare you bring in this brunette to try to make me mad? And he's like, what is all of that that you're doing with that bartender? Like, are you fucking him? And she's like, it's none of your business if I am or not. And he's like, oh, it is my business. Yeah, this is kind of a really hot and steamy moment, though. Mm -hmm. And he just kind of gets closer to her. He's like, it is my business. And she's like, no, I'm not fucking him. And he just, like, plants a big kiss on her. And then they're basically about (laughs) to do it. (laughs) Is that what they do? (laughs) I love how, like, domineering he is in this moment. He just, like, storms in the room, and he's like, I'll tell you this, I don't fucking share. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is a caveman moment, for yeah, sure, but I'm yeah. here for it. I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, she's like, what do you mean you don't like to share? He's like, I'll fucking show you. Bow. And he's like, you like that, babe? And she's like, 
duh <laughs> keep doing it <laughs> yeah um, he so also good. does the thing where he like lifts her up and like mm. grabs her legs because they're on the desk you know how i feel about this but yeah and right when we're getting to all the good stuff alistair walks in on them and <laughs> alistair's like breaks over <laughs> jocelyn's like shit and she's like i need to get back to work and brayden says to jocelyn he's like we need to talk and she's like, I don't have time right now. Like, I'm at work. We just got busted. Let's do this at a different time. And that evening, Ellie and Jocelyn get home from the bar. And Ellie is like, are we not going to talk about it? Are we not going to talk about what happened? And Jocelyn decides to play dumb. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're saying. And Ellie says that that kiss with Craig and how weird Braden was being etc etc she's like also brayden followed you into the break room was gone 20 minutes and came out looking like he was mauled by a woman without a vibrator or (laughs) dick for 20 years and jocelyn says oh we just kissed no big deal (laughs) and and then she deflects again she's like so what happened with you and adam like what is that that i saw with you and adam adam and her had had obviously some kind of interaction at the table and Jocelyn thought that Ellie was not paying attention to what was going on between her and Brayden. They're going back and forth, and Ellie says, um, you're crazy, but I love you. And this triggers a flashback uh, of Jocelyn's best friend, Drew, um, where Jocelyn is trying to convince her to go to a party. She's like, no. Um, She's like, I'm going to do something embarrassing like I did last time, and... Jocelyn's like, no, I'll do the most embarrassing thing and throw up on a JV cheerleader. And then, you know, you won't be the most embarrassing person there. I'll be like the talk of the town. And um, this is where Drew then says, you're crazy, but I love you. And Joss has a panic attack. And then it flashes to a meeting with her therapist. (laughs) Like every time she's got a panic attack, every time something happens, it always flashes to a meeting with her therapist. Yes, but this is where you learn the backstory with Drew, right? Or no? Well, she just says that she's responsible for Drew's death, but it doesn't go into it. It's like short and sweet. Like there's just, you know, a couple back and forth between her and the therapist, but then her ending sentence is like, I was responsible for Drew's death. So Jocelyn thinks that she's out of the woods with Brayden because it's been a few days and he hasn't called or texted her. Um, And she's been trying to keep busy. She's been hanging out with Ellie a lot. um, And one night she's just staying home and Ellie tells Jocelyn that she's going to stay at her mom. She's like, I just need some time with my mom. You've got the place to yourself. And so... Jocelyn's watching 300 and she's like talking about her drinking one. She's like, This, if you're sexually frustrated, is not the movie to be watching because of all rippling muscles. Yeah. 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 And so Brayden walks in without knocking and she spills her wine all over herself and she's like, Don't you ever knock? Like, haven't we had this conversation before? She's a caveman and I love that about him. (laughs) Yeah. I just. He basically makes this arrangement um, with Jocelyn that they're just going to have sex. And initially he says six months, but then they're going back and forth. Like they negotiate this deal and she's like, how about one month? They agree on three. Another part of the deal is being his date to work functions and engagement. And ultimately she agrees. She's like, 
as long as there's no strings attached, we're just having sex. Like, I really don't want to do this engagement. That seems a little, like, relationshipy. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'll agree to it. Mm -hmm. Then he's like, this starts now. And they have their first sex scene. Drink. Adrian. Oh, I'm sorry. I said it a lot. Twice. Twice. Yeah. Okay, but I just love how cave manny he is with her yeah me too so it's like not a turnoff for me i think it's so hot it's like like so i highlighted this one part she's like you know brayden i've watched you over the last few months and you're such a gentleman to everyone but me what's with that and he was like i want you in my bed gentlemen are boring in bed (laughs) yeah in her head she's like good point she's like gentlemen are gentlemen in bed they make sure you're having a good time and he goes i'll make sure you're having a good time I just won't be well-mannered about it. And I was like, <sighs> yeah, hotness. Mm-hmm. So when he comes in, she's chilling on the couch. She's just like Netflixing it up, doesn't care. Chilling by herself. So she's like, you know, how we all are when we're just lounging around. <laughs> yeah. And then he busts in the door. So when they start having sex, she's like, dude, I thought I was going to have time. Like, I wanted to like be in sexy lingerie and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, babe, nice lingerie is for seducing a man. I'm already fucking seduced. So good. Mm. Ooh, that got me. (laughs) Yeah. The sexual tension has just been building this Mm -hmm. entire time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the buildup in this book is really good. And then once they finally get there, it's not a letdown, which is amazing for me. This is also, what, 40% into the book that they start their sexual relations. So we're not... (laughs) Damn it, I got a drink. You still said the word. It was just longer. It was the whole word. (laughs) But he's also a dirty talker. Yes. Which, mm-hmm. And he's bossy, which I, oh my god, that is my jam. Mm. And she's like, no, but I'm nothing like your type, and you like long legs. He's like, yeah, I do like long legs, and you have short legs. I still want to fuck you. <laughs> Girl. Yeah. And even at one point, she goes, wow, Brayden, you're you're good with the words. I'll give you that. He's like, I'm good with my hands. Will you let me give you that? I'm like, I would let you give me that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So they have this really passionate sex. They're like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you did. Yeah. <laughs> so after they first have the fun times in the bed. <laughs> the horizontal poke up. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he tries to stay and cuddle with her. And she's not having it she wants him to get out immediately she's just saying oh if this is just encounters of the fornication nature then (laughs) (laughs) then fornication nature (laughs) encounters of the fornication nature (laughs) wow oh god (laughs) then you need to gtfo right so get the fuck out (laughs) that is what that means yes yep he's like getting bad let's go she's like this is not what we talked about yeah so she reluctantly gets in bed she lays there she waits for him to fall asleep and then she tries to sneak out and he pulls her back immediately and he is like go the fuck to sleep yeah yeah, he, like, kisses her forehead. He's like, mm, you smell good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and he, like, waits, or she waits until he's, like, out, out. And she tries to, like, get up again. And he's like, 
nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, why would you need to spend the night? That's like a boyfriendy type thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, because I, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and I want to do stuff yeah. like this. And that's when he goes down on it. It's hot. And then at that point, she is so exhausted from all of her orgasms. Yeah. <laughs> she Must just be crashes. Super rough. Jocelyn. What a tough life you live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, like after that she's like it's cool you can stay yeah we good um the next morning jocelyn thinks brayden has packed up that he's gone she doesn't see him in the bed and then she hears somebody out in the kitchen sees his shirt still there and she's like he's making yeah she's mad that the super sexy guy is in the kitchen making her coffee shirtless Mm. making coffee the way that she likes it yeah and he's like two sugars right and she's just like, I thought you would be gone. So he's like, stop treating me like a one-night stand. And she starts thinking, this is a mistake. I've done this before. It doesn't end well. And he gets ready to leave and says he'll be back that night. And she's like, you know what? I need some space. He's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, no one can do what you do to me. Nobody's giving me sex <laughs> as good as you. But you know what? Stay the fuck away. I yeah. need space. It's like, okay. And then we flash to the therapist. She tells the good doctor, this is when she calls her the good doctor for the first time, about her arrangement with Brayden, which she's opening up to the doctor. At least she's talking to somebody about it. And the doctor is like, why are you doing this based on everything that you told me? Um, You could have just left Dublin Street. You could have just not lived with Ellie. And she's like, oh, I'm doing it for Ellie. (laughs) You having a sexual (laughs) relationship with with her brother? Yeah, the doctor's like, what? She's like... You say it's for Ellie, and but you're having sex with her brother for Ellie. And she's like, you care about him. You need to just admit that to yourself. And you also need to admit that you care about Ellie. She yeah. treats you like family. You guys are family. So after Joss gets off work that night, she sees Brayden in their flat. And he's asleep. He's got like his work papers on the floor laid out next to him. And so Jocelyn goes to clean up, and then she goes to bed. And she leaves him there. Yeah, instead of, like, letting him come into bed with her, she just leaves him there. Yeah, well, her first her first instinct is to wake him up. And she's like, no, that would mean that I have feelings for him, and that's not who I am. So she forces herself to go to sleep. And I'm like, Pfft. yeah, but not for long. <laughs> <laughs> she wakes up, and he's in bed with her. And she's like, that's not what we're doing. So she pushes him out of the bed. Yes, he mm-hmm. ends up on the floor. And, and he's like, what the fuck was that? And yeah. then, like, they do this, like, tickle fight thing. And he's, they're they're being a really playful. Yeah, it's yeah. cute. And but he, like, pulls her down to the floor with him. They're making out, getting hot and heavy. The grind is on in the scene. And he, like, takes her arms, pins them behind her back, and just, like, goes down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm sorry. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll show you sorry. You want me to kiss your tushy all better? <laughs> yeah. It's such a cute moment. It's like a, it's like a, it's very relationshipy moment. And mm-hmm. then, and then it's like the laughing. Ha 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 ha. And Six. then, Damn ooh, it. drink. Sorry. Yes. Um, Brayden gets a phone call and he's got to cancel on the family dinner uh, for that night to manage fire. So, th- Ellie and Jocelyn head to the family dinner without them. And at the dinner table, Ellie and Elodie... (laughs) (laughs) It's just... Ellie and Elodie. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my god. <laughs> it's t- it's tough. Say those names together like fast three times. It's really difficult. Ellie Elody. Ellie Elody. Ellie Elody. Not that hard. It's difficult for me. Um, one cut sock cutter. <laughs> I was just one, one sock, sock cutter. cutter. He, he cut, cut socks. socks. Two sock cutters. They, they cut, cut socks. Three sock cut cutters. <laughs> they cut socks. I'm out. Four sock cutters. <laughs> they cut socks. So they're at dinner. <laughs> no, is that where we are? Yes. Okay. Ellie and Elodie uh, are bickering at the table. Uh, Ellie has another headache, and her, her mom's worried. She's saying she looks like crap. And, or she's saying she looks pale, and Ellie takes that as, I look like crap. And Adam is sitting there, and he's saying things like, I told you to book that appointment, like, weeks ago. Why do you just have an appointment like this next week? And Jocelyn is thinking, like, if he cares so much, why isn't he with her? Of course, she can't take her own advice, so we flash to Dr. Pritchard, who's basically telling her, uh, pot, meat, kettle. You know, like, if you care so much, why aren't you with Brayden? And after dinner, uh, Jocelyn is sexting with Brayden. How do you guys feel about sexting? It's it's just like the phone intercourse. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I think it can be hot, depending on the situation. Yeah. Yeah, I think like uh, the man, oh, manter, mm-hmm. back and forth between two people can be hot, but like sending nudies and stuff and... What are you wearing? Those things, yeah. those well, don't get me. Yeah. But the leading up to it, that can hit hard. Mm-hmm. Phone sex for me, never. Mm-mm. It's not a thing. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Um, I think both can be hot. It just kind of depends on the situation and the guy. And mm-hmm. if it's cheesy, then I'm out, right? But if if I can like tell that it's genuine and like there's like that want that like. I can't go another minute without talking to you. Yeah. Like, whatever. That's hot. Mm-hmm. So, Jocelyn and um, Brayden are still texting, going back and forth. And Brayden's like, dinner date on Thursday. It's for business. Wear a dress. Be there. Be square. You, me, wear a dress. <laughs> We're going. It's yeah. happening. Um, and so, it's the night of the business dinner. And Joss is looking hot. She decides to wear her hair down, which is super long, has natural wave in it. And pretty much immediately, Brayden tells her to put her hair up, which that would be one of the things I was like, oh, mm, I disagree because uh, <laughs> I okay. know the reasoning is like sexy, but the oh, way I feel like she should drink for that. Yeah. Go ahead. We the should. root words in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. And it's totally caveman and I get it, but it's still hot because he explains himself saying that he wants to be the only one who knows what she looks like with her hair down. And normally her preference is to wear her hair up. She doesn't like to wear her hair down. So he takes that as like, that's his thing. Like he's privy to like seeing that and nobody else can. Mm -hmm. I get it. I'm here for it. I think I side more with Adrian on this one. Mm, I think yeah. Okay. For me, it's to like each their own. Yeah, I get why it's hot, mm-hmm. and I get his reasoning, but also don't tell me how I should wear my hair. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah. So they head down to the cab, and it pulls up, and of course it's the French restaurant that 
Brayden owns. And so the maitre d' comes out and he's like, your table's ready, sir. That was not Scottish at all. But or French. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, monsieur. <laughs> monsieur. Monsieur. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And so when they get to the table, Josh... Jocelyn. <laughs> Jocelyn's like, Jocelyn. <laughs> uh, she's like, where are the other people? Where are your business associates? And he goes, I didn't say what kind of business. And she realizes she's been had. It's a, it's a date. <laughs> it's a trip. Horrible. And he says to her, this is the friends part. So they're having really good conversation. They're talking about, you know, just... Music, movies, books, all of the things. And they, there's a lady walking by the table who we come to find out is Eileen. And Jocelyn automatically thinks that she's like a previous fling of Brayden's. And Eileen is kind of snarky. She's like, she doesn't look like Annalise. And we find out that, we find out that Annalise is Brayden's, wait for it, ex-wife. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Um, and we find out that Brayden was together with Annalise for about a year before he proposed. And then it all went to hell after that. So they were only married for two months. When they were like way young. Like when yeah. he was 22. Right. Yeah. And he tells Jocelyn that his dad had called him to check a property And he basically goes to this property, finds Annalise and his best friend in bed together. We also find out that he caught them in a flat on Dublin Street. And Jocelyn's like, why would you buy something on Dublin Street after that horrible thing happened to you? And he says, out of all of this ugliness, I wanted something beautiful. Um, After dinner... Uh, Jocelyn heads back to Brayden's apartment and Joss asked him straight up. She's like, do you want to fuck it out? It'd be pretty cool. And does he (laughs) ever? (laughs) She's a real bro. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, do we talk about that? How she owes him a blowjob? Not important. I think I know. I think I noted that too. Because I thought it was really funny when they order their food. Yes. (laughs) Yes. You should bring that up because I noted that same thing. Um, So... While they're at that dinner, she's like, I can't believe you tricked me into going to this business dinner, but really it's a date. And he's like, no, this is the friends part of the friends with benefits part, right? Which you mentioned. Um, She's like, I'm out of here. And he's like, if you try and leave, I'll tackle tackle you. Ooh, that's a hard word for me. I'll (laughs) tackle you. (laughs) Um, And she's like, you're such an asshole. And he's like, for that, I expect you to wrap your mouth around my dick later. Oh, right? yeah. And she was like, are you joking? And he's like, I never joke about blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. the waiter comes up. He's like, you guys ready to order? He's, he's like, like, what he, are you having? Yeah, he's like, yes. Brayden goes, yes, I'll have the steak, medium ra- medium rare. And uh, and the waiter goes, and for the lady, Josh is like, apparently I'm having sausage tonight. Yeah. And Brayden like loses it and like chokes on his drink mm-hmm. laughing. Yeah. And it's like one of those small little moments that you just love their manter. So good. That part is really good. <laughs> <laughs> so then they're at the apartment and she's like, let's fuck it out. I owe you a blowjob. Yeah. But they're just kind of animalistic at this point like they kiss it's super intense um he pulls down her hair 
and lets it fall. He had mentioned to her before how he wanted to see her hair, like, strewn out across his pillow while he's, like, inside Urin. He and takes then, her from yeah, behind. Yeah, that's what I was about to say, is he, like, gets it from behind. And he's like, I'm going to be behind you. This might not all be pleasant. <laughs> I'm going to be back here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be alarmed. I'm all coming in from the back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he does kind of say that because he's like, I'm going to be aggressive from back here. You ready? Yeah, you ready for this? Are you ready for this? <laughs> Um, <laughs> so after their rendezvous, he gets in the shower and she leaves. She leaves. She's she like, freaks oh, I didn't, out. I didn't want to do a walk of shame, so I just headed on home. Yeah. And so the next morning, Jocelyn is talking to Ellie. Wait, did we breeze over that sex scene? Well, they have really great sex. He gets her from behind. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. He was rough. Yep. It was great. Fantastic. Shower. She leaves. Hmm. She okay. she ghosts. She, like, Irish goodbyes him. Mm-hmm. Which, again... Scottish goodbyes. Yeah, he's, she's Scottish goodbyes him. And he's like, don't fucking do that again. Like, he texts her later. He's like, that's not happening again. Yeah. Don't do it. And she's like, tail between her but legs. She's like, okay. Like, this whole time, he's like, yeah, he's like, got his caveman tendencies, and he's like has his moments or whatever but when it comes to like her and when she pulls like stupid shit he's always very calm and like he's super patient he just like tells her like nope this is dumb so the next morning uh jocelyn is talking to ellie and brayden comes in the front door mm-hmm. he is pissed um he's like you me bedroom now like we're talking about what happened why did you leave? And she just, like, is cowering down. And he's like, two Saturdays from now, I've got this big, huge thing at the club. You're coming with me. So request it off. And then he leaves, and he she, like, mentions, like, oh, he didn't even kiss me goodbye. Of course, when she mentioned this, like, doesn't kiss her goodbye, it's a flash to the therapist. And she's coming to the realization that she cares about people. So Ryan, James, Ellie, she all has an attachment to them. And Dr. Pritchard's like, well, why can't you see your attachment to Brayden then? And it's just something she can't really answer. And I think it's because she feels the strongest towards Brayden. Yeah. And that scares her. So she goes to work that night and she's just like fucking up all over the place. She's like dropping bottles. She's just messing up. Um, She takes a break. She like beats on her chest. Not literally (laughs) but she's like i need no man and she was working with joe (laughs) well she like psychs herself up how do you she she gives herself a little pep talk that's how i psych myself up (laughs) you got this jessica (laughs) you're gonna kill it at work today yeah doesn't that make you feel good no it hurts yeah that really hurt my physically hurts (laughs) uncomfortable Okay. Is that how you psych yourself? <laughs> no, I just I, I like singing in the shower and shit. That's yeah, what I do. I mean, yeah. I just thought that that fit the narrative. <laughs> she beats on the chest. She talks herself up and mm-hmm. slaps herself on the ass. <laughs> she needs the old no. good game. <laughs> um, Joe and Craig let her go early. They're like, "You've done enough tonight. You can leave." And Brayden's waiting for her when she leaves. He's like, I thought I'd walk you home because I'm a true gentleman. 
So after this night, they're spending a lot more time together. They have a fun-filled weekend full of love making. <laughs> and um, they hang out with the group of friends. So Jenna and Ed are there, obviously the usuals, Ellie and Adam. So this is their first social hangout with their group of friends. And Jocelyn knows that they all know about the... Um, arrangement that she's got with Brayden. She says that Jenna's kind of like studying them and kind of watching them. Just, she says it's a little awkward, but they spend more and more time together. And uh, one night she falls asleep on the couch and Brayden comes in and puts her to bed. So. <laughs> it's really cute. Yeah, it was He's really like, you're, sweet. You're tired lady. Let me get you to bed. Let me tuck yeah. you in. Yep. And then it turns hot because he wakes her up by going downtown. And then also gives her another gift. That's not just the gift of oral sex. It's a typewriter. <laughs> Can you sex. drink the gift of oral sex? Or the drink? She, yeah. The yeah. gift of oral. <laughs> I mean, it is. Yes. Yeah. If you're such a gift. If he's good at it, that's a gift. True <laughs> gift. Yeah. Truly. Gentlemen, if you're not giving your ladies the gift, please of oral. <laughs> Please give them that gift. <laughs> we love that gift. It's our favorite gift. Yeah. Best gift of Don't all. Don't buy me flowers. <laughs> Just give me oral. Just <laughs> thank you. Just touch my flower. Thank you. <laughs> Please make that the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah. So wait. Flowers die, but you know what doesn't die? My love for oral. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, after the gift of oral sex and the typewriter... Do you want a drink for that? I mean, uh, yeah, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> I think you should. She has a panic attack. And then we flash to the therapist. Because she has a panic attack because he gets to the typewriter and she had made an offhand comment previously where she was like, oh, my mom was going to get me a typewriter because I always wanted to be a writer, but then she died. Yeah, it was, like, a really weird comment. She's like, I don't know why I said that, but... Yeah, Brayden, of course, took notice because he's a gem yes. of a man. Yeah. And so he got her one. He sees her start this panic attack, and his way of calming her down, he's like, it's just a typewriter. Like, you're probably going to have so many typos, like, whatever. Yeah. And, like, plays it cool. Yeah. He's not like, well, what's going on? How can I help you? He's just like, breathe. He's super calm. He's silent and comforting, mm -hmm. which he's not trying to solve the problem. He's just there for her to ride it out. Yeah. And then yeah. we flash to the therapist. Yeah. And I put LOL. I just think it's funny that after, like, every time she has a panic attack, every time she has something emotional, it's like, therapist. Yeah. <laughs> I also like that they, or that she put that therapist in there, you know? Mm -hmm. That she even goes and gets help. Yeah. And, and she's not she, relying on a man to heal her. Or or she magically transforms. Yeah. It's like, yeah. okay, because that's what happens. Yeah. We just have self-discovery, and we work through our shit, and then we're good by the end of the book. It's like, no, we, we saw a therapist, we talked it out, and now we're good. So after this, they spend nearly every day together after that um jocelyn goes to the first real business dinner um with brayden and they have a really good time after dinner they go to brayden's where he opens up to jocelyn about his past so 
his dad was kind of a womanizer, but out of the deal, he got Elodie and Ellie, and he's super thankful for that. Um, he also goes into um, the story about how he was dating a girl. I, she was like a... Yeah, she was from the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, her brother is a drug addict and ends up raping her, and she goes running to Brayden. Brayden goes to find him, and he beats him within an inch of his life. Yeah. And when the brother, like, comes to, he's like, you should have killed me. Like, he he feels terrible, and mm-hmm. um, it had, like, a lasting effect, and then the girl, because she couldn't deal with it, turns to drugs, and then she ODs, and Brayden's like, Brayden I, takes it all on himself, like, that was his fault or something. Yeah. And he's like, that's the last time I've, I had ever put my hands on yeah. someone. Mm-hmm. So, at this point, Jocelyn opens up to Brayden about Drew, and she says basically this is what happened like i was in a drew was the best friend from when she was younger yeah and she's she's mentioned in my favorite part of the book the prologue um (laughs) but she has only ever been mentioned other times at the therapist so um jocelyn starts to tell this story about how um, Jocelyn used to be super wild. She loved to drink. She got super drunk. And they were going to a party. There was a guy, Kyle, there that um, Drew had had a crush on. But Kyle had always had feelings for Jocelyn. And at this party, you know, she thinks that Drew's off with Kyle. And Kyle's really coming up to her, being like, hey, can I talk to you? They go somewhere, and he's like, I like you. I want a relationship with you. And he kisses her. And uh, we don't know it right away, but Drew sees it. And after Kyle and Jocelyn are done talking, they go into the party and some girl calls Jocelyn a slut. Like, she says something about the friend portion where she knows that... uh, You home wrecker? Yeah, Drew saw him. And so... Uh, Jocelyn goes looking for Drew, finds her standing next to the river by this faulty swing that's got, like, a frayed rope. And she's just like, you know, I thought we were friends. And she goes to swing out on this rope and falls into the river. And then Jocelyn jumps in after her. Kyle jumps in after Jocelyn and then just pulls Jocelyn out. And then they, they find Drew's body. Yeah, so Jocelyn is, like, living with this guilt. Like, my actions caused Drew's death. And no one can tell me otherwise. Yeah. And Brayden's like, it's not your fault. It was a tragic accident. So after that scene, we flash to the therapist. And the therapist basically asks Jocelyn how she feels about telling somebody about the situation. And she goes, I'm scared, but I'm relieved. Jocelyn and Brayden are building these connections. And it's like she realizes what's happening. It's like a double-edged sword. Right. She feels really relieved that Mm -hmm. finally she's opening up and telling somebody. But also she's terrified. And she's like, this is not going to end well for Uh, me. I need to abort this mission. But she's so wrapped up in Brayden. Yeah. So after that night, Jocelyn feels this definite closeness to Brayden. Um, 
it comes upon that Saturday where they're having that huge uh, party at fire and Jocelyn is wearing this mini dress and she looks hot. Ellie is just telling her like, oh my God. damn girl. Yeah, yeah, you look good. And so when they get to the club, she goes to this table where um, Adam and Ellie are and Ellie basically tells him like, Hey, don't be uh, weirded out, but a bunch of his ex-girlfriends and fuck buddies are here. (laughs) And she's like, okay, I'm getting drunk. Like, this is weird. This is awkward. She sees Brayden, like, flirting with these girls all night. He's got somebody on his arm, you know. Yeah, well, she's also like, why the fuck did he invite me? Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Why did you invite your exes? Like, why? Right. Yeah. Makes no sense. Yeah. And and it's like and this is this is the one scene where I feel is like out of character for, for Brandon. Him. Yeah. yeah. He like doesn't really pay attention to her all that much and he's schmoozing with the his exes and these hot women and she's like, What the fuck? Yeah, and I, I think get it's it. only I think it's only to fit like how the rest of the scene plays out because yeah. it's not Brayden at all. Like no. through the rest of the book he's not like that. We know Brayden and this is we not know him. him. Better than that, he would never. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you did him dirty, he would not do that. <laughs> so Jocelyn's out there, she's dancing, she's having a good time, she's drinking, she goes to the bar and who comes to the bar? Not Brayden. <laughs> Gavin. Shocker. <laughs> Gavin, the personal trainer guy who yeah. we've all forgotten about. Yeah. Yes. And he's kind of flirting with her. Um, she's not really giving into it, but she's like more flirty than she should be because she's drunk. Yeah. And, and she's pissed because what yeah. the fuck? And she's like, well, yeah, she's like, I'm going to kind of stick it to Brayden. And so she's not encouraging Gavin, but she's not pushing him away either. Exactly. So Brayden kind of comes out of nowhere and punches Gavin in the face. In the face. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, Jocelyn's like, what the fuck? Like, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Why? What the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? (laughs) Um, And she's like, what the fuck? (laughs) And so he's like, this is the friend that slept with Annalise, his ex-wife. My former best friend who slept with my wife. And And she's like, yeah, you, that's cool. Yeah, she's like, I didn't know. I'm (laughs) so sorry. You feel free to punch him again. Yeah. (laughs) And then Raiden is like, why are you talking to him like you know him? And she's like, I just met him at the gym. Like, we didn't do stuff, but we know each other. (laughs) We don't do this stuff. Yeah. And then Gavin turns into this complete douche and starts... Shows his true colors. Yeah. He's like, I've been wanting to get into her pants for weeks. And... Thanks for warming her up, dude. Yeah. Disgusting. It's really gross. And then he's he, like, calls her a skank and he's like, oh, you didn't get this when I fucked your wife. And yeah, but over this skank, you're, like, all yeah. ready to fight. And he's like, what the fuck? And he, yeah. like, go, tries to get after him again. Tackles him again. <laughs> it just There's a lot of punching. There's a lot of tackling. Yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously, Braden had just had this conversation with her about how he was trying to control his anger, and he wasn't that person anymore. And then... Well, he, he, makes her he told her she he hadn't hit him. anyone since that night yeah. when he was younger. Mm-hmm. So he's, like, super shaken up about it, like, internally. He feels really guilty because he thought he had control of that part mm-hmm. of his temper. Yeah. 
Uh, Brayden pulls Jocelyn into his office, and he is just kind of like, what What was that? He goes, you're wearing this dress. You, like, want all the attention from the guys. And she's like, who are you talking to? You're the one that's, like, flirting and invited all of your ex-girlfriends and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not sure why I'm here. She's like, I wasn't flirting with him. Chill the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And Brayden is, like, hopped up on adrenaline. He's like, I hit him. Oh, my God. I can't believe I hit him. Mm-hmm. And Jocelyn, who is also in tune with Brayden, she just goes up to him. She's like, don't. Don't do that to yourself. Mm-hmm. And then he just, like, crushes himself onto her. And yeah. just, like, is they're, like, making out. Yes. It's hot. It's animalistic. It's primal. Mm-hmm. It's, like, this... I love it so much. And he, like, <laughs> puts her on the desk. And he's, like, lie back. And uh-huh. she's, like, I'll do anything you want me to do. Yeah. Just yeah. take me now. Um, yes. And it's, like, all of his frustrations come out. Yes. Sexually. All of her frustrations come out sexually with each other. They're doing sexual things. You what take, what like, was that? Five drinks. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Oh, fuck. And here's where I hate the alpha male stories is they're never like, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like, the, I am who I am. Accept it. Take it or leave it. But in this book, Brandon's like, I was a dick tonight. My bad. And she's like, dude, I was a dick too. Like, Mm-hmm. I forgive you. Yeah, you have forgiven. You've you've made up for it in the two orgasms. I'll take that as your yes. apology. Yes, thank you so much. Oh, <laughs> I love Braden or Archer. I don't know. It's tough. <laughs> it's a toughie. Braden or Travis. I know. It's a toss up. So the next few months uh, fly by, and the arrangement is up. Flash to the therapist. <laughs> <laughs> She admits to the doctor, the good doctor, right, Mm -hmm. that she would be interested in actually dating him because after all these months, she's obviously developed this connection, these feelings, and they've had these relations, uh, physical and emotional. And the doctor's like, you should tell him about it. She's like, I won't bring it up. Yeah. If he brings it up, maybe, but I won't do it. Yeah. I'm not going to be that girl. And it's weird how he brings it up. He's like, hey, Jenna and Ed's wedding's coming up. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, it is. He's like, that means our arrangement's over. And she goes, yeah, you're right. It is almost over. And he's like, how do you feel about it? And she tries deflecting. Yeah, she says, how do you how feel? Do you? He's like, stop fucking doing that. Answer the fucking question. Yeah. What are you, five? Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't know. Are you five? <laughs> she's yeah. like, you're right, all right. Okay, I took it too far. I'll stop. And she's like, what do you want? And he's like, I could answer it easily. Like, out of the two of us, one of us is more open than the other. And we both know who the other person is. And she's like, "I, you get more out of me than anyone else. Um, he's like, I know, but I want more. And she's mm-hmm. like, there's my opening. <laughs> so, like, really, like, coolly, she's like, I mean, you know, if you want more, I'd be okay with it. And he's like, what if I said I wanted us to, like, date? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, I mean, like, that's cool, too. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, because he was, like, working on the bed or whatever, <laughs> he, like, knocks all the papers off and, like, climbs over to where she is. It's, it's hot. Yes. So, after this scene, they 
Jocelyn goes into the kitchen where Ellie's at, and Ellie is like, are you guys official? She's so excited. Um, and she's like, yeah, I, I guess we decided to date, like, if that's what you want. We're seeing each other is what she says. And um, at this point, Ellie tells her that she's taking Nicholas because Adam has another date. To the wedding, right? To the wedding, yeah. yeah. And as she's... Um, telling her this she drops the tea kettle and um just kind of has another episode and jocelyn doesn't think much about it but she's like oh that's weird and ellie's just like oh i'm cramped my hands are cramped from grading papers yeah but she always like makes excuses for it like when she said she was having headaches because she was stressed and you know whatever so we know it's building up to something we just don't know what it is because they keep talking about these scenes yeah yeah it made me very nervous when i was reading it so we are now at the wedding um jocelyn runs into uh elodie and this is the wedding of ellie's friends best friends jen and ed um elodie's like i like you but and then she kind of gives her this talking to and says like you're really hard to get to know Brayden's super happy but if you're not into him you need to let him go now and so Brayden sees him having a conversation he was like what is that about and she's like oh nothing just you know talking about family and how important it is and all that and he can see that she's bothered but he's like come dance with me like let's yeah he tries to distract her about it but it hit her hard because she's like i don't want to hurt anybody that's the last thing i want to do Mm -hmm. i know so they don't they don't go into a detail about a lot of the wedding and so the next uh part of the book um they are hanging out on the couch and um they're talking about future plans which i think this is where jocelyn are also starts to get weirded out because Wait, this is sorry this is after the wedding yeah. yes okay yeah so i think this is also where she starts to get a little bit weirded out because she's always talking about with her therapist how she's thinking 50 steps ahead like what's gonna happen and the doctor is always like you should just let it play out naturally see where things go and so this is december that we're in and he's like i think we should take a f- trip in february She's like, that sounds really nice. Yes, she does. And so they're just talking about the trip and talking about where they're going to go. And they get into like this little playful argument. And she's like, are you saying I'm disagreeable? And he's like, no, girl, I want to get laid. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, wash it or you might get laid to rest. And then they're, like, wrestling around, and she farts. She breaks wind, and she's... (laughs) Breaks wind. (laughs) She is super embarrassed. And he's like, babe, it was just a fart. It was a Well, not only does she fart, but she falls off the couch, too. Yeah. So it's like a double whammy of... And he was like, it was a well-timed fart, but nonetheless it was fine yeah he just like laughs it off and she's mortified but it's such a cute real couple moment yeah oh god i know and they're having a good time and then all of a sudden from the kitchen they hear this thump and it sounds like 
somebody fell. So they get up and they run into the kitchen and they find Ellie on the floor having a seizure. They call 999, which is their 911. Mm. And they take her to the hospital. Everyone is like panicking. Mm -hmm. They call the whole family. Everyone is there. And Ellie tells them that she hasn't been feeling good for a while and that she's just been blowing it off. And they know that, you know, she... She hasn't been feeling well. The doctor is like, we need to do an MRI. Like, there's something else that's wrong with her. It's not just that she needs glasses. Like, we've got to do an MRI. So they do the MRI, and they find a tumor. At this point, they don't know if it's cancerous, if it's benign. They don't don't know any of that. Everyone's freaking out. Joss is, like, really shaken up over the fact that Ellie's in the hospital. Mm Mm-hmm. And so to compensate for her panic attack, she's like, I'm going to hit the gym and then I'm going to go to work and does her Irish goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Scottish goodbye. Yeah. She can't handle the serious issue. Yeah. And so she's super out of it at work. Joe notices that there's something going on and she feels like she's trying to get it out of her, like what's going on. And, um, and then Braden shows up and... Brayden kind of gives her a verbal ass whooping. He's yeah. like, why did you run? She needs you. You can't do this. And she's like, she says she doesn't love him at this point. And he lies. Like, yeah. They, Fake news. They have this conversation and it just kind of turns. She's like, you know what? I'm not what you need. Sorry. Like, I don't love you. And it's just so sad. It is really sad. And it's, it's sad that... He goes to her, and he's like, Ellie needs you. You know that you care for her. Mm -hmm. You know that you love her. Mm -hmm. You need to be there. She needs you. I need you. And then she's like, you're right. Okay, I'll be there for her. And he's like, her? Well, and she's like, I didn't ask you to need me. And I was like, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. She is, like, emotionally shut down at this point, and she's only willing to give for the sake of Ellie. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, then, fine, whatever you say. And she's like, oh, you're letting me go after she just said all this to him. And he goes, apparently, I never had a hold of you. Ouch. So sad. Such such a sad, sad moment. Yeah. And it hits her but harder. way to cut through the bullshit, though. Yeah. So applause to <laughs> Brayden. Mm-hmm. Flash to the therapist. <laughs> And she's like, why are you trying to deny your feelings? And that's basically what it's been the last couple of times that she's been to the therapist. But I really like the voice of reason from Dr. Pritchard as well. She's just kind of like, she just sums it up. Oh, so she's Adrian in the book. I see. That's why she loves her so much. Got it. I like her. (laughs) So Jocelyn gets home um, after this breakup with Brayden. It's a cute moment. And she crawls into bed with Ellie. She starts crying, which is the first time she's yeah. cried in years. Mm-hmm. And she, when she's like, once I start, I couldn't stop. She's like, I'm so sorry I left yeah. you. And Ellie's like, I forgive you. Yeah. And they have this, like, friendship bonding moment. She also, this is the first time she tells Ellie she loves her. Yes. Yeah. She says, I love you, Ellie Carmichael. You're going to get through this. So the next afternoon, um, they wake up. And by they, I mean Ellie and uh, Joss to Brayden who made lunch for both of them. But he's not even, like, looking at Joss. Giving her the cold shoulder, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And so they go out to the kitchen, and 
Jocelyn even mentions the fact that he still made lunch for her even after they broke up. And he's even when he's mad, he's still a true gentleman. Yeah. Ellie obviously feels the tension between them and she's like, uh, did the doctor call? Am I missing something? What happened? Yeah. And they're like, no. And then her next guess is, did you guys break up because of me? And then Brayden's basically like, it's just because she's like a cold hearted bitch. And I was like, oh, yeah. And apparently she doesn't love me. So she's, she can fuck off for all I care. Yeah. yeah. So they're going back and forth and, um, Ellie leaves the room to go take a shower and do what, what she needs to do to get ready to go to this doctor's appointment. And Joss and Brayden have like this back and forth argument. Yeah, it's it's just it's he says just hurtful really, things. He says really hurtful things, and it's just really like sad. Like she's trying not to break emotionally, and she's like, "Don't cry, don't cry in front of him." But also, he was hurt by her. Yeah, like, reasonably yeah. so. Yeah, he's mad. He's like, if I could kick you out. I would. Yeah. If it wasn't for Ellie, you wouldn't be here right now. Yeah. You should just go the fuck back home. Ellie doesn't need your kind of um, flaky ass. Yeah, like your guilt here. or your yeah. You're basically like you're just here to be here. She doesn't need your guilt or your or he says charity. Pity or charity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. They're just being horrible to each other, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh well, I could give a shit about you." And he's like, as a matter of fact, I fucked someone else last night. And she loses it and just starts crying. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I fucking knew it. You do love me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and she's like, I hate you. I hate you. Because she is distraught over the fact that he slept with someone else. And he's like, I didn't. I didn't. Don't say that. I didn't mean it. I lied. I was angry. I'm an idiot. I lied. I was with Elodie. You can call her. This is also where he's like, I know you love me, Jocelyn, because there's no fucking way I can be this much in love with you and not have you feel the same way. It's not possible. And then it's just like all these people just bust in on their conversation. Like Ellie's like, yeah, he says those things because he doesn't want you to hurt. And then Adam comes out of nowhere, busts in, and he's like, yes, because I also love her. And he's, like, going... Mm. Her talking about Ellie. Ellie. Yeah. Not Jocelyn. Not Jocelyn, no. Yeah. It was just, like, kind of weird that all these people were, like, busting in at different times, being, like, in their <laughs> and, conversation. And another thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that whole Adam scene is really cute, too, because... Yeah. Adam, like, storms in the apartment, and he's mm-hmm. like, I have a thing to say to you, Ellie. Life is short, and I fucking love you. Yeah. And he turns to Brayden. He's like, Brayden. I'm really sorry, but this has been going on. Yeah. Like, I've loved her for a really I've long time. I've loved her for years. <laughs> and Brayden's like, Ellie, do you love Adam? She's like, I do, yeah. And he's like, She's oh. English now. Yeah. <laughs> Not Scottish. My bad. Yeah. And he's like, about fucking time. You guys were exhausting. Yeah. This game was exhausting yeah. for y'all. It was a really sweet moment. And so uh, they go to the doctor's office, all of them, and. They find out that Ellie's tumor is most likely benign, uh, but that she's got to have surgery in two weeks. It's all going to be okay. There's like a 2% risk Mm -hmm. factor of it. So all is well with Ellie. 
And um, so Christmas rolls around and she, uh, Jocelyn spends it with um, Ellie's family. And during this time, right, Jocelyn had asked Brayden, she's like, I just need time. He's mm-hmm. like, I'll give you space for now. Mm-hmm. So, But he's like, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep trying. Yeah, he's like, I'll show you, Deb. I'm not going to make it easy for you. Mm-hmm. So when she's spending Christmas with um, Ellie's family, Jocelyn and uh, Brayden still exchange gifts. And it's like the most thoughtful gift that she's ever bought for anyone. Um, it's a signed copy of The Sun Also Rises by Hemingway. And then he gets her a diamond tennis bracelet and a book that's signed by her favorite author. Why is it always tennis bracelets in books? <laughs> Have you ever noticed that? I mean, Beautiful Disaster, he's like, here's a tennis yeah. bracelet. Yeah. What the fuck with the tennis bracelet? Mm-hmm. Why? Can I get a gift card to Target? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I would really appreciate that. I would love an Amazon gift card, yeah. actually. Can I get a subscription to a massage parlor? A parlor? What it, what, the massage? old happy ending. <laughs> What a massage? What is it? A mas- like most ladies go to the spa to get a massage. <laughs> Not the parlor. <laughs> we don't go to the massage parlor. <laughs> I go to what's on Groupon. I don't know what it's called. Anyways, <laughs> so Ellie and Jocelyn are having a conversation, and this is where we learn about a little lady named Isla, who is the new bar manager at Fire. And Ellie tells Jocelyn that she went there with uh, Adam. And Brayden seems, like, really into her. He's so intent, like, looking uh, looking at her, uh, listening to every word that she says. And Jocelyn is just jealous. Like, she is, she's upset. Like, she's super upset. Yeah. Well, I think Ellie's like, why aren't you with Brayden? Yeah. You clearly... Still have feelings for Brayden. He clearly loves you. Why aren't you with him? And Jocelyn's like, I can't do it. And she's like, well, he's going to fucking move on then. I saw him with this that chick Isla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a hard time feeling for her because she put herself in this situation. And now she's all upset because, oh, he's talking to some other girl. It's like, well, he, he wants you, dum-dum. And then you were the one who was like, oh, I can't issues. I can't. <laughs> That is me crazy. Yeah. yeah, she that's a stupid moment. This is a stupid time for Jocelyn, but I don't hold it against her. Yeah. I get it. Trauma. I do. Ugh. <laughs> nuts. Well, it's like why can why do you care about certain people? Why are you okay with like certain people being in your life? Mm-hmm. And the one you really truly care about, that's the one that you're like, no, can't do it. I can't mm-hmm. die. Yeah. She does mention that Brayden is her best friend. Yeah. She's like I don't want to lose my best friend. But that's when she goes to the to the therapist. So yeah. they, after she gets told about Isla, again, we flash to the therapist. Yeah. And she's like, I can't watch him with someone else. Um, and she basically says, I'm going back to Virginia. And, you know, to tie up some loose end with my, with my family stuff. But I'm also looking maybe to stay there permanently. Yeah, and the doctor's like, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, Brayden's moved on, so that means that he must not love me. And the doctor's like, are you sure that's mm-hmm. what he did? That's mm-hmm. really out of character. You should probably talk to Brayden about it. Right. And then that's when she's like, "What? whose side are you on? And yeah. she's like, I'm on Brayden's side. So yeah. 
stop being an idiot. Go yeah. talk to your man. You're being real dumb. Um, so Ellie's surgery goes well. Um, and the whole family is kind of there after the surgery, just in the room looking at her. And then the doctor's like, she needs to get some rest. And Adam's like, I'm going to stay. And Adam stays with her. Really sweet. Yeah. Um, so she's leaving the hospital and Brayden, um, is trying to talk to her and she's trying to avoid Brayden. Like she's done a really good job of it. She's not really seen him, not really been home. Every time she goes to the hospital, she makes sure it's not when Brayden goes. Brayden is like offering to ride with her. She doesn't go. She makes up excuses. Yeah. And eventually he just stops asking and she's Mm -hmm. like, that must mean that he's moved on with that Isla chick. So my decision to go back to Virginia is warranted. Like, I'm making the right decision here. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, a bunch of weeks passed, and then she's she's out, and she runs into Brayden and Isla. She's, like, walking out of somewhere some someday, somehow. Some store, and she's, like, all grungy looking. She's got yeah. on, like, an old ratty t-shirt. That's the only time you run into people you know yeah. is when you look like total fucking shit. Isn't yeah. that Every the time. truth? Why? You get dressed up, you're looking good, you run into fucking no one. The minute you look like a dirt bag, you're like, hey, everybody, what's up? Yeah, so she's out, and she runs into them. She's looking pretty grungy, and Brayden introduces Isla, and, of course, she's beautiful. She's just his type, and she's like, great. Yeah. Um, Brayden is like, hey, I need to fucking talk to you. You've been avoiding me. Mm-hmm. This is Isla, the bar manager. And mm-hmm. Jocelyn's like, I've heard all about you. Yeah, and she's like, oh, you talk about me? <laughs> and Brayden's like, wait, what? What do you mean? Yeah. And then Jocelyn, like, runs off. She's a runner. Yeah, he's like, Jocelyn, come back. <laughs> so Jocelyn's getting the apartment ready for Ellie's recovery at home. Um, she does all these nice things for her, like stocks the, the freezer with snacks and ice cream and things like that. And then she got her, like, all these magazines and Sudoku. And the results come back and we find out that it's benign. So there was no cancer and she's <laughs> really like, that really should have been the opener. <laughs> like, yes. yeah. Why'd you make me wait so long? Yeah. And then they're like, well, Brayden's Nobody... like, I tried to tell you, you wouldn't yeah, answer. You my ran away from me. Remember? Yeah. Um, and then Brayden's like, we need to talk. So he's like, like, I've been trying to get a hold of you. This is yeah. fucking ridiculous. He's like, I've been giving you space, but this is a little much, don't yeah. you think? And then, oh. And, and then he's she, like, are you seeing someone else? Like, what's going on? She's like, me, you, yeah. you're seeing someone else. Isla, right? Yeah, and then she's like, Ellie told me all about it. And he's like, wait, what? And then she's like, yeah, you had this lunch with... Uh, Ellie and Adam and Isla was there. He's like, I never had that lunch. Like, that didn't happen. Somebody lied to you. Yeah. And she's like, what, 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 what? He's like, I don't know what kind of game Ellie was playing. That never fucking happened. Fake news. (laughs) And that's when he's like wandering and pacing around her room. And then that's when he notices the plane ticket. Yeah. He notices this e-ticket that's um, sitting on the picture frame. And he's like, going somewhere (laughs) and as a matter of fact yeah and then he storms out and so she just cries she's just crying she gets herself together she goes out to make coffee for the rest of ellie's family that's there and ellie confesses to her she's like yo 
I lied to you, but I just wanted you to, like, not make a mistake and not be in your head. and Talk about a plan that backfired hard, <laughs> yeah. right? Dumb move, Ellie. Yeah. And so she goes back to her room, and she notices that the ticket is gone. Brayden took it like a thief in the night. Yeah, she's like, Brayden stole my ticket, and... This is the part I don't get because she could just print another one. Like she says that it's the principle of the matter, Adrian. <laughs> she goes to his apartment. It's more dramatic this way. Yeah, ain't no one gonna take my ticket. Uh uh-uh. uh. Do you know how much ink is? It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Do you know the dirty looks you get from the ticket agent? A lot. <laughs> um. So she goes to his apartment and. She's like, give me my ticket back. He's like, you mean this ticket? And then he fucking rips it up. And she's like, oh, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I hate you. Yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's like, I fucking hate you. I hate you so much. She's like, and, no, you and don't. And she's like, I was fine until you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was safe. I was fine. She's just like, let me be broken. Like, let me be me. And he's like. You're not broken. Like, what are you talking about? You're just cracked. <laughs> <laughs> and I like cracks. We're all a little cracked. Yeah. And then she's yeah. like, I don't hate you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> real cute. Then it's like emotion through the eyes. And then they just, they just go at each other. Yes. They make love. <laughs> yeah. This is a really good sex scene. Yeah. You're going to take this one because I didn't damn read it. this part. I didn't read this. No, I just said sex. And I just said it again. God damn it. <laughs> But this one's good because it's it's their makeup. Oh, makeup yeah, sucks, but it's man. Like, drink. Mm, I'll mm. take one for that. Yeah. Oh, no. You know what? I already drank my whole drink. I did, too. But they're they're just, like, ripping at each other's clothes. Like, Brayden mm-hmm. literally tears her panties off. And um, mm. it's just like, it's like, oh, I missed you. I missed your body. Oh, I missed he, like, this. like, his arms under his thighs. That... Yes. You know that gets me. And I don't know why. And it's not I even. Do not know why. It's not even like slow. It's not sensual. It's like I can't take it anymore. It's been too long. She's like, I can't wait anymore. And he's like, I can't either, baby. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't like the word baby as an endearment. But when you're wrapped up in like this passionate embrace, and then someone says baby, I'm like, fuck yes, I want it. Hmm. Uh, when he makes her ask for it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's fine. Yes. I'm cool. <laughs> Just fanning myself I'm a little cool. bit. It's all good. Dude, the sex scenes out of the books we've read, the sex scenes in this book are the hottest. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Mm-hmm. And I think it has the most out of the yeah. other books that mm-hmm. we've read. I think Archer's voice is a close second because they have a lot of sex in that one too. We were all drunk when we talked about it, but they do have a lot of sex. But I feel like it's a lot of training. <laughs> at first. Anyway, some people don't want to make that investment. That's fine. <laughs> um, uh, she'll defend Archie's yeah. voice to to the death. Yes, I will. <laughs> but at the it's at the end of this that she opens up to Brayden about her past. Yeah, and then they finally have the moment where they like all cards on the table mm-hmm. laid out. And she tells him um, that she was gonna go home to do. What she should have done. Go through her parents' stuff. Well, yeah. and say goodbye. She hadn't done that she in eight years. Mm-hmm. And she wants him to go with her. And he's like, I'll go anywhere you go, baby. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's like, I can't promise it'll be easy. I'll always be irrational. And I worry a lot. And he's like, I, I can handle it. 
and she's like, why? And he's like, because you challenge me, you make me laugh, you turn me on like no one else can. I feel like I'm missing something really important when you're gone. So important, I don't feel like myself. I've never felt like someone was mine before, but you're mine, Jocelyn. I've known that from the moment we met, and I'm yours. I don't want to be anyone else's, babe. Ugh, Jocelyn is just like, I love you. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, obviously, I knew that. Yeah. Um, so they go to Virginia, and she starts to have a panic attack, and then she's like, never mind. I can do this. Yeah. I can definitely do this. And then apparently there's an epilogue, and they get married. I love their relationship. I do, I mean, too. Like, I love them together. Mm-hmm. I am annoyed with her for, like, being ridiculous through for a lot like of it. For, like, a but hot second, I was yeah. annoyed with her. But for the most part, it's understandable. Justifiable yeah. actions. She's got issues. Um, so, how do we feel about this book? Are we taking it home with us tonight? I'm taking this book home. Yeah, I'm it's going it to be my parents. Mm-hmm. I'm going to date this book. I might I marry this, this book. book. Yeah, I'm taking it home for sure. I agree. Yeah. I would date the book more than a one night stand. <laughs> and bathroom confessional. What was your favorite sex scene? We have a lot to choose from, so I would I be. I'm, I'm I'm curious to see if you guys are gonna have the same one like oh, you normally do. This one's a toughie because there is so many good. Ones. I know mine. As soon as I read it, I was like, "This is mine." Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's the morning where Joss wakes up and leaving Brayden. I swear and to she God, pushes it's yours. On the floor. Yes. Is that yours? Yeah, I'll pick a different one. Yeah, you pick a different okay. one, all right? But it's just like a really real moment where they're laughing, they're joking one minute. The next minute, he's like, boom, going down on her. And they have the hot, hot, hot sex. And it's just, oh, God damn it. Yeah, the It's so good. And it's it's not only hot, but it's also their first, real. like, connection. My favorite. And there's, like, joking. And, yeah, it's the perfect mix of... Of humor so and hotness. Okay. All right. Well, Megan? I'll pick a different one. Let me still mine. <laughs> mine will be makeup sex then, because which wait. I love makeup sex. Yeah. After they haven't they haven't been together in a long time, mm-hmm. and she's been like doing her bullshit and like you know <laughs> fucking with his head, and then they finally like get together and. Ugh. I was I'm surprised that yours isn't the one where they um, do it in the club. After he punches there are Gavin. so many good ones. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. Adrian, what's yours? I like the anger sex. So, like, where she's like, do you just want to fuck it out? Like, uh, the, yeah. it was like... In he, his apartment? Yeah. It his was flat. Yeah. That and was hot, too. Yeah. It's there just so many good sex After they had book. a moment, and she's just like, I feel your pain. Like, that's a really shitty situation. Yeah. You just want to take it out on me because I'm down. Well, and we didn't talk about it, but I think it's really point for Brayden in this uh, aspect, but where her coping mechanism is to, like, fuck it out. Mm -hmm. Like, she copes with sex, right? And at one point, they were arguing, and she's like, I'll just go down on you now. And he's like, no. I will fuck you for any other reason but that. Like, it's not going to be about this, like... Mm-hmm. Um, avoiding emotions and conflict or whatever. Like, I'm going to fuck you because I want you no other fucking reason. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I fucking love you, Brayden. I really do. <laughs> but then she's like, I'll go down on you because I owe you one. And he's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, he's like, that's, all right. fair. Yeah. that's true. He's still a man. You know? <laughs> that's better. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, fuck, Mary kill. 
Mm, Megan, I'll let you go first with this one. Oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> I would fuck Brayden. And I would marry Brayden. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I would kill Jocelyn to get her out of the way. <laughs> uh, um, I'm fuck Brayden, marry Brayden, kill Gavin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's kind of kill nice. him though. <laughs> yeah, the comments he makes are so sleazy. Yeah, he's a dick, but does he deserve to die? Does Jocelyn? <laughs> <laughs> like he fucked his best friend's wife. Yeah, yeah, he deserves he to die. Yeah, but. Would then Brayden not be single if he wasn't the catalyst? Chew on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but it doesn't sound like they had a very solid relationship prior to Gavin. Yeah, it would have ended eventually. Like who can tell? Sooner rather than later. Would he be in a different spot in life? It's a butterfly effect. We won't yeah. get into it, but you just don't know. Adrian? Like, I, yeah, I think it's just a double whammy. It's just that kind of fuck, marry, kill. So I would fucking marry Brayden. And I think I would kill Holly, the oh, yeah. girlfriend She's from the beginning. The she, uh, like, if, if she I had like, been who in the, the fuck is Holly? Yeah. If she had been in the picture longer, I might also kill Joe because I was real annoyed by her. She's the next book. She's, yeah, read her book. You won't feel that way. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's it for this rendition, this overview of, um, on Dublin Street. So our next book is Dark Lover by J.R. Ward. Yeah. Well, did you already say? Because of your love of paranormal romance. Vampires. There's vampires in this next one, guys. Mm -hmm. Say it. Vampires. (laughs) Anyway. Um... One of our uh, loyal listeners. <laughs> One of our fans. Because <laughs> we have so many. Our fangirls. <laughs> this is a fan guy. Um, he wants us to try a new uh, add-on, a new drinking game, where we predict or we take a guess on what chapter uh, the characters finally have sex in the next book, and whoever is closest without going over wins, and the other two have to take a shot just one more reason to drink exactly <laughs> like we need more <laughs> um so next week's book is dark lover by jr ward perfect mm-hmm. so what chapter do you guys think that they're gonna do it i'm saying seven i'll go 10 are we doing this uh like price is right rules yeah. or what closest without going over okay i'll go 10 okay I'm going to be that girl and go right under Megan and say nine. Dick move. <laughs> I can't wait until the time I can say a dollar. <laughs> um, okay, so I guess we'll find out next week, or you'll find out next week, who's the winner. Who's taking drinks? Mary Bascal win. <laughs> it's going to be me. It's going to be ga- I knew it. I knew it. It's going it's to be. be me. See, I said it. She interrupted, and then she finished it. Yeah, always, always has to be the last word. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I was like, she's not sorry. Cool, guys. So thanks for tuning in. Follow us on all of the social medias. Um, yeah, Instagram at Girls Who Read Good. There's our Facebook, GWRG Podcast. Um, also, if you guys love listening to us, we would really appreciate any kind of comments and reviews you want to leave us either 
Um, you can slide into our DMs. <laughs> you can comment on our social media. Yeah, um, show us some love. Please yeah. do. Yes. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.